So category of the podcast today, sponsors. Beef. Beef. Sports. Sports. McDonald's. 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 Uh, a hospital. A hospital. Oh, uh, Biscuit World. Biscuit World. From southwestern West and, Virginia. And then You Are Me Coffee. You oh, Are Me Coffee. The, the only real sponsor. The only real sponsor we have. But everyone else, if you want to, shoot me an email. Howdy, and welcome to Your Why, Season 3, Episode 3. Today we have Joni D. Goodman on to talk about how she consults and helps people find their why on the podcast Your Why. Today our co-hosts are Trevor Barnett and Carson Tucker from the Restoration Team. Hello, fellows. Hello. Hello, Evan. All right. um, Y'all are returning guests here on the podcast. Friends of the pod. We missed out on Season 2, though. Yeah, yeah. Y'all... Was there a season two? Season two, we were hitting too much of a stride. We didn't want to have y'all back on. Mm. And then, but then there's been a lag. So, so we oh, had to bring y'all wow. back in. Um, they, need, they needed to beef up the season. Okay. <clears throat> sure. That's hey. what we'll go with. Yeah. Uh, beef. That's our other sponsor. Beef. 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 Just cows. Cows. We need the beef ladies from the food pantry. That's that's true. We can call them in. We got to edit that out. Uh, uh, or we can keep it in. <laughs> <laughs> all right the restoration team yeah well that's give us, that's us y'all y'all have been on here before uh give us a brief introduction of who you all are all job title all that yeah I, i'm trevor barnett i'm the director of the restoration team and co-founder um if you need to hear more about the restoration team and you definitely do uh you can scroll back to what was that season one episode i think it was three, three. episode three yeah and learn all about why carson and i are part of the restoration team our why carson tucker over here i'm the volunteer coordinator of the restoration team uh, happy to be here I've, I've, i was i've been listening to the season one episode three every day <laughs> since we did it i just can't get enough of my voice that's good okay good so the first time y'all were on here we didn't do this but now we do uh every co-host i like to ask them an icebreaker question so i have a list of 187 icebreaker <laughs> questions and so one of y'all give me a number and between one and 187, and I'll ask y'all that question. 45. 45. Share a time when you had hurt feelings. Oh. <laughs> now let's redo that. Now, that's the, that's the, <laughs> tell me a time you had hurt feelings. You're talking what? about the Cowboys. Do I? Have, I mean, oh, I yeah. Every that. Sunday at <laughs> noon or 3.30. <laughs> or at 7 o'clock because we seem to always be on prime time. <laughs> okay. The boys, the, the Cowboys hurt my feelings every day. Yeah, that's, that's a good, that's a valid response. Uh, I have very tough feelings. Okay. Tough feelings. He has tough, tough feelings. feelings. Um, just no have, tears show. When do I have my hurt feelings? When do you have your hurt feelings? Your feelings hurt. Um, I would I would say um, every A and M season, but mm. this season seems a little bit different. Yeah, you this, say that. This season, we're only in the middle. Seems of a little bit different. That's what every yeah. first half of an A and M season. Feels oh, like. okay, okay. Hey, but, Texas is back. I don't know if you heard. What rank are they? How many years in a row have they been back? We've been we've been back and not back and close to back for. 
seemingly all my life. We've turned into a sports podcast now. Um, but okay. So I'm not qualified for that. He's sponsored by sports. Sports. Sports is the new sponsor. Sports. So the interview with Joni was great. It was really interesting to have uh, her, someone on to talk about how she helps other people find their why. Yeah. Um, I, it, it was great uh, to hear her talk about like how she gets in, how she has come to where she has um, and, you know, f- kind of founding her own journey or her own, I guess her, she founded her company four years ago. I think she said, so um, kind of how far she's come in that time and, and what led her to, to what she's doing. Yeah, Joni is uh, a tremendous person. Uh, I was very happy to A, be in that Saturday way back when with her, and then to be in this podcast again to hear, um, you know, not only how she helped out the restoration team, but also what she's doing uh, for companies all over. Uh, All right, that's great. So we're going to go ahead and jump to that interview now, and we'll see you all back here in a second. All right, we are now here with Joni. Joni, I actually don't think I know your last name. Joni Goodman. Joni Goodman. Joni D. Goodman of Joni D. Goodman LLC. All right, awesome. So, Joni, do you want to kind of give us a brief introduction of who you are, you know, what you do, and all that? Absolutely. So, my name is Joni Goodman, and I have my own consulting practice where I focus on facilitation which is things like um, leadership retreats, um, board development, um, dare to lead program that you see in my background here. And then I also do professional development work, which is also kind of leads over into the facilitation but is leadership development work. So I do work around diversity, equity, and inclusion, um, self-awareness, effective communication, generational communication, and then in my past life, in, uh, when I was in the corporate world, I did sales training. So I also still do sales training and executive coaching. All right. That is awesome. And, you know, we, we have you on today to kind of talk about, you know, what, what that consulting looks like. Because, you know, Trevor actually was telling me about, uh, what was it? When did y'all do that whole Saturday. It was in September. In September. About what y'all were doing and how you kind of help, you know, kind of point businesses and help them find their purpose, you know, as we call it, their why. And, you know, he was even telling me y'all use like, y'all talk about the golden circle approach, which was kind of a founding philosophy of the podcast. And so, you know, yeah, do you want to kind of give us, um, you know, again, just kind of an overview of what that looks like whenever you come in and you help consult these companies and businesses and such? Sure. So one of the key tenants um, of any nonprofit company organization is um, the individuals and the human beings that make up that team, organization, board, nonprofit, etc. And so what I help is those individuals and those people to be um, self-aware so that they may more effectively communicate. And with that self-awareness comes the whole notion of the why. And, you know, I saw Simon Sinek's uh, golden circle video or start with why video um, many years ago. And I have used that so many times because I believe in it because it, it follows my own personal journey. Um, this was not what I started out doing when I graduated college. I'm actually a biochemist by trade. 
And I spent four years in research and development. But um, in my undergrad, I was doing research for a medical school professor. And so scientists aren't typically extroverted and don't do a lot of public speaking, that sort of thing. But when you're doing research for a professor, they want you to talk about it. And so I am grateful to her because um, I didn't really have a fear of public speaking, but um, I'll admit that there were, were some times that I was a little bit anxious about it. And so doing all of those presentations in my undergrad helped me with um, the gift of public speaking. And, you know, my parents uh, used to joke when I was little, they said, you know, we didn't think you were ever going to walk, but you never shut up. So I think I was born with the gift of gap. <laughs> But I started my career in a call center and spent eight to 10 hours a day doing technical support and interacting with other people. And then I thought, I'm gonna use this kind of as a foot in the door because I'm really a researcher, that's what I wanna do. So I spent 13 months in the call center and then moved into a position in the lab and realized that there's really a stark difference here. Uh, I spent most of my day interacting with other people, and now I've moved more into isolated um, interactions with other people and doing a lot of experiments and work myself. So I found myself looking for opportunities in the lab to be able to do that. And so that was part of my self-awareness in learning what it is that I was passionate about and what I loved doing. And after four years in the lab, I decided that training was something that I had done even pre-professionally. I spent um, six years working at McDonald's. That's what helped pay my way through college. And uh, so was a trainer there. And so I decided that training was what I wanted to do full time. And that same call center that I started my career in actually needed someone to come over and run the call center from a training standpoint. And so um, that was in 2004. And I've been doing that type of work ever since. And um, got a little disgruntled in um, working some of my past jobs. And it was because I had this underlying entrepreneurial spirit that I really wanted to have my own business. And it was something that I saw that my dad also had, and he didn't really honor that until he retired. And so I decided, hey, this is something that I want to do. And so in 2016 is actually when I started my, my own consulting practice. And so um, having that journey of self-awareness, and believe me, it was not a smooth road. It was uh, a lot of peaks and valleys and bumps along the way that actually taught me and helped me to hone in on what my why is and what my passion is. And that's what I enjoy helping other people to do because of my experience. Um, the other thing that I will share that was part of the bumpy road is that I grew up with anxiety as a child. And so, um, I was able to deal with it pretty much in elementary school and it seemed to go away. However, what really happened is it got pushed down. And then as I, I started into my adult life and into my career, it started impacting me personally, me professionally. And I decided that it was time to go inward and to really explore me. And so I, I share that because I am from Indiana originally. And I moved to Houston in 2013, and I did not know one single person when I moved here. And so having the background that I came from with a lot of anxiety, that was a huge uh, feat for me and helped me to further hone in and shape my why. And so the reason I'm passionate about what I do is because I want to help other people to be self-aware so that they can be um, more effective in their communication with other people 
because I believe that that would have helped me in my life um, a lot sooner had I been more self-aware. Well, and I think that's super neat too, because a lot of what it sounds like you're passionate about is kind of the driving factor of this podcast as well as, you know, getting people on here to talk about what they're passionate about, what their why in life is, and hopefully encouraging the people listening to also take those steps. And to, and I always feel like whenever people share that story, just kind of like what you're saying, it's never necessarily what you start off thinking it will be. And right. I don't know how life's experiences are going to shape for what eventually you're going to end up doing, but it is cool to see, look back and look at the entire picture being painted and see, be able to connect dots that you didn't think would be connected. Yeah, I was exactly. just thinking, how do we get McDonald's to be a sponsor now? With that? <laughs> <laughs> that was, you know, um, it was in Linton, Indiana, which is, uh, I call it the Mayberry of the Midwest. And actually, you know, two of the, the leaders that I most respect were the owners and operators of that franchise, which is Jerry and Gare Margraf. And um, I'm celebrating them even still today because, and especially this year, they just retired. And, you know, I started working when I was 15. And uh, wow, they really helped to shape, um, you know, my career early on and teach me some critical skills, you know, with discipline and, um you know, having that tenacity to continue when it's frustrating. I became a manager for them. And so when I was not even 20 yet, I had people who were twice or three times my age that were working for me on a shift. And so that was, that was challenging and interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's, I mean, again, it's just, it's so cool to kind of hear that. And, you know, it's cool to hear that your passion is helping other people realize their passion. Well, we're going to kind of move into talking about how that all, how you kind of helped the restoration team kind of begin that process. Uh, but before that, a uh, quick word from our sponsor, McDonald's. McDonald's. Well, McDonald's, you're listening. If, if, if you Jerry's want, out there. Yeah. If you want, time. if you want to sponsor this podcast, I am all ears. Uh, but uh, no, our sponsor for this episode is You Are Me Coffee, specialty coffee with a purpose. The goal of You Are Me is to partner growers and millers in Muru, Kenya with consumers around the world. Before You Are Me, supply chain limitations discourage locals from cultivating their coffee. We've changed that by eliminating the valueless transactions. The other key to You Are Me is ensuring that farmers and millers are com compensated with a living wage. We like to think that it's the fairest of trades. So if you want to get yourself some of this coffee, go to urme.com, literally the letters U-R-M-E, coffee.com you are me coffee.com and you know all their all their coffee is grown in volcanic soil in maru kenya they have k cups from medium to light roast whole bean coffee medium to light roast limited edition hbs barrel aged whole bean coffee which is what we're drinking today it's pretty tasty this is great yeah i was gonna ask what are we drinking today? yeah we're drinking the, the limited edition it's you know aged in whiskey barrels so if you like a little whiskey you like some coffee this could be just what you're looking for what do you know? Yeah, I mean, when I walked in here, I, I smelled that. I smelled it. And I thought, ooh, I want some of that. I'm glad I have it. It's better than McDonald's. <laughs> okay. Oh, hey, hey. Hey, hey well, well, we're not. Well. Easy now. Easy now. We're, we're working on this for our next sponsor. Yeah, so like, we don't need conflicting sponsorships. They can both sponsor. You or me doesn't make hash browns. But they are roasting weekly now. You can expect your order to be shipped out within a week of receipt. So go get yourself some people. It's great. It's really tasty. But moving on, you know, what was that 
thought process leading up for the restoration team that made y'all think like realize we need to reach out to someone like Joni and kind of help us walk through that process? Yeah, well, the restoration team was founded two years ago um, in 2018, about a year after we had actually like started thinking about that idea. Um, and it was, the board had, had come a long way and, and we kind of shifted from um, getting everything set into what does sustainability and, and what is the next steps of an organization and how does that do that? And so I knew that um, I needed some outside help to, to talk through that with the board and, and help uh, make sure that we were on the right path um, for what we needed. And so um, I really wanted to do it a while ago, um, but you know, pandemic and things. Um, so finally got, got around to it and, and um, started putting some feelers out and uh, Mary Grace Landrum um, recommended Joni. Um, and I'd gotten in contact with Mary Grace through a couple of, of uh, different contacts and things. And so I emailed back and forth with her and then she introduced Joni and reached out to Joni. And um, we had a couple of, of conversations as to, okay, uh, what do you do and, and what do we need and that sort of thing. And, um, and Joni was, was great and kind of helped us walk through like, this is, this is kind of the steps and, and what goes on from there. And then, um, we spent, uh, I guess, a couple hours um, in different calls, kind of walking through what we needed to discuss with the board. Um, but yeah, it, and it, it was just kind of helpful to go through some steps as to helping us dig back down into the core of why was the restoration team formed? Um, what is our mission? What is our, what is our vision? And, and where are we going next um, sort of thing? Yeah. So Joni, kind of give us an insight into like, you know, like Trevor was saying, y'all go in and y'all um, preparing for this meeting. Um, Carson actually kept on referring to it as a vision quest, vision uh, quest. Uh, <laughs> which was an interesting word. Joni uh, is our shaman. <laughs> but what does that look like on your side to be preparing for these like meetings that you're going to have with organizations and boards uh, and all that? Yeah, so first I got a shout out to Mary Grace Landrum. She is the ultimate connector. She's a, a dear friend and colleague. Um, we actually met through a mutual engagement that we did together at Memorial Hermann Hospital. Uh, there's another sponsor for you. <laughs> and um, so uh, in preparing and um, talking with Trevor or other boards who are looking for help and guidance in their development, you know, we talked about kind of what the state of the, the board and the organization was, you know, how are you tracking towards your goals? Um, thinking about goals into the new year, how do we factor in the, the pandemic? And then, as I said earlier, with any team, any board, any organization, there are people that make up that board. And so I like to start with the individuals and giving them some awareness. So of course, one of the things that we talked about was change. And you hear a lot of things around change management, but I like to start with change awareness because everybody responds to change differently. And change is the one thing that's constant. I mean, pandemic or not, change is, is something that is, is constantly happening to us. So do we have the awareness of how we each respond to change? So we spent some time um, unpacking that 
and um, figuring out how we can be more resilient amongst change and when there's chaos, how we can bring order to that. And then I took them through a module around um, living into your values. So the restoration team has a mission, vision, and values, and the individuals who make up that organization, as well as the board, all have their own individual values. So it's one thing to have those words written on a paper or on a website, but how do we actually live those out? And this is actually one of the skill sets from the Dare to Lead program that I deliver. And so we did an exercise around identifying each person's top two values and then had a conversation about what does it look like to live those out? How do we support one another with that? And how do those align with the restoration team values? And then that led us to the strategic planning portion, which is really around, um, I use the appreciative inquiry process for that so that a lot of times when things aren't going well, that's what we get bogged down in is we focus on what's not going well, but what can lift us back up is where we actually focus on when was a time when things were going well and how can we get back to that? And uh, it's really exploring and unpacking the dream phase of that appreciative inquiry, which can then lead you more into a place where you can set goals. Yeah. Wow. And that's, um, you know, I'm, heard from them about kind of how that Saturday went. That's really cool. Like to hear that whole process and like, you know, just you being able to highlight different activities and just be able to guide people through that for y'all. What was that like? Were these things that y'all thought about before? Was this, this help form new thoughts? Like what, what was that like for y'all as the restoration team? I think for me, it was really handy to um, kind of take a step back and you know, like you said, you know, discuss the values, um, when times were good, when times were bad. I feel like when we're doing this in this home repair ministry, uh, we get so bogged down, like, you know, we put, we put up insulation just so we can get to the sheetrock and we do the sheetrock just so we can get to paint. We get to paint just so we get to the next house and to kind of reassess that and take a step back and just say like, you know, we're doing it for, this family or we're doing it for this reason. Um, and it, it, it puts more meaning um, to the work rather than just numbers, really. Yeah. And walking through the, the, the personal understanding of, of why the individual members, you know, are, are participating. Uh, we've had the, the, the board members for three years now, uh, just about two and a half years that I've met them, some of them I've known for over seven years, um, but listening to their kind of personal statements as to what, what their goals are, what their, um, what their purpose is, what they feel like they, they offer um, outside of the restoration team, but just really as, as who they are and what, they're, what they value um, was really great too, as, cause it, you know, we often get caught up in, uh, okay, this is the staff and this is the board and these are our clients and these are our donors and that sort of thing. But bringing it back to a personal um, stage of, of understanding and, and like, we're, we're all in this together. I mean, you know, we're, we are the restoration team. Uh, we're one team um, and we all work together to, to move forward. Um, and we all have a personal reason as to why we're doing this. And so it was really helpful um, that Saturday to, to zoom out um, and then kind of zoom in with a completely different lens on things. 
that's really neat. Well, I think this has been a really great conversation and I wish we had time to continue the conversation because I'm enjoying it a lot, but you know, this podcast, we, we like to make it bite size. So I'm going to kind of leave the last word up to Joni. Uh, Joni, now is your chance to say whatever you want, plug how people can get connected to you, uh, what that looks like and all that. The mic and the camera is yours. Oh, awesome. Well, thank you, Evan and Trevor and Carson for having me on today. And um, just a, a few parting words. You know, um, being self-aware is really critical to your success and especially for effective communication. And communication is the foundation of all that we do personally and professionally. And I would be more than glad to help you with some of the tools that I have and share the tools that I have in my toolbox with you um, to help you with your self-awareness around your thoughts, your emotional intelligence, uh, your communication, your body language, all those types of things. And a couple of offerings that I have to do that, upcoming on December 8th, I am hosting a four-hour implementation course that helps us to unpack our limiting beliefs and learn how to really be an empathic listener during difficult conversations, as well as to have influence on others. And then um, the workshop wraps up with a blueprint exercise where you can put together an actual tangible blueprint for your success. And then also in 2021, believe it or not, we're planning for 2021. On February 24th and 25th, I am offering a public Dare to Lead workshop where one of the things that we talked about today was the living into your values exercise. Um, that is a component of a full workshop that will be held um, on a Thursday and Friday in um, February, February 24th and 25th in 2021. And I'll give, um, Evan and Trevor and Carson, the link so they can provide all of that good stuff for you. You can connect with me on any social media platform. Just look for Joni, J-O-N-I-D, as in Dare, Goodman. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn, and would love to connect with you and support you in any way that I can. All right. Thanks, Joni. And yeah, we will be linking Joni's website, all of her social media stuff whenever we're promoting the podcast. So yeah, make sure you go and check her out. Um, she's got some great things to offer and a great ways, so, you know, hey, get better people. That's what it's about, right? Find your passions, find your why. So thanks for coming on, Joni. Thank you. Right. And we're back. What a great interview that was. A takeaway for me from the whole like her whole talk is just, we're constantly trying to be motivated. We got to find our passions in life and be motivated by what we do. And how do we continue to take that, like take that seriously? I feel like it's, that's something that we throw out at times, but obviously she takes it seriously because it's a business for her. And, and I don't know if sometimes we don't take that as seriously in our own lives and whatever we're working in as well. And so, you know, just to me, it was really cool to hear how she's able to help people do that. Yeah. She's, very passionate about getting people passionate about what they do. Um, and, and, uh, which was one of the things that I think I enjoyed working with her through that process of, um, because she, she does care deeply or at least pretends to, but I think she really does, uh, cares deeply about, um, <clears throat> making, finding what other people care about. Um, and that really, really shines through, um, and she's she's very charismatic uh, in a great way, and and um, it, it, yeah, it's it, it's just a fun 
a fun day with Jody. Yeah. Yeah. I know, you know, I feel like there's a lot of people, you know, if they're, if they're fortunate enough to turn their passion into their job, a lot of times that, that passion can turn into that just a job and to be able to take a step back and reassess and see, you know, this is why I'm doing this and this is why I'm passionate about it. I think is very helpful. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, kind of at the end of the podcast, I wanted to give y'all some time as the restoration team talk about, you know, 2020 has been a wild year for everybody and the restoration team is no exception to that. So do you you all want to kind of give a clue into what this year's kind of look like at a very 3000 foot view for the restoration team and what people can expect going forward with y'all? We're back, baby. We're back. (laughs) (laughs) Just like the Longhorns. But actually, totally different because we are actually back. Um, We have volunteers again. Um, We're real excited about that. We have um, right now, currently, as as this is airing, we have uh, some AmeriCorps uh, NCCC members. And I'm not going to tell you what NCCC stands for because we don't remember. And... Carson's going to try in a minute, and it's going to be fun. It's the it's the national community civilian. It's the national civilian community corps. There you go. Uh, so we have a, a group of eighteen to twenty four year olds or twenty six year olds staying with us uh, for seven weeks, helping us uh, repair homes, which has been really great. Um, they are learning all sorts of things, and we are currently active in about eight different projects around Houston. Um, and we have about 30 in our queue, uh, that are, are needing your help. And so, um, you know, these, these young people are only with us for, uh, like six more weeks. Uh, and after that, it's, it's up to, to you to come and help us. And so, um, reach out to us. You can find us at the restoration team.org. Um, you can email us, you can text us, you can call us, you can come and visit us and, and, um, help us out. Um, but we need, we need help. Um, whether it's helping us on site, helping us in the office, um, helping us by, uh, writing a check. Um, everything is, is on the table, uh, for what we need. And, uh, 21 is going to be a great year. Um, we got some, some good plans. Our goal, um, is, is to assist 50 more families, uh, throughout 21 and host, um, more volunteers, um, you know, in a in a safe, uh, COVID-free environment, um, that uh, and provide a, a good opportunity for you to learn a new skill uh, or hone an old skill and and um, help out a family that uh, desperately needs some assistance. Yeah, that's right. We just uh, we just recently repaired our 275th house since the inception of the organization very proud of that and very excited to see the next 275 yeah 275 that's uh, that's a big number um and i've been really excited about that yeah um so that's that's 275 ha- families that uh because of your assistance uh and the work that that we've done through through chapelwood through um, all of our sponsor uh, partnered churches, um, out town, out of side, out, out of town groups um, have assisted these families in, in coming home, and that's our goal: is to to bring families home into a safe and functional house. That's why we do it. It's our why. That's a great why. 
And we will also be linking all the restoration team's social media, their website. They have a big donation button on some of their big. Oh man, it's just you want to you can't miss it. You want to press it. If you got to press it, you got to press it. Uh, Might as well fill out the information while you're there. And it's true. So all their stuff will be linked as well um, in this podcast. So go ahead and go volunteer if you're looking for an opportunity with them. And like always, people, go and find you. You're a why. We love to hear from you. This is not just a conversation between us on screen. It's also a conversation with you to go find and help you find your passions in life and where you want to go and work and serve and be involved. So go ahead and like us on all our social medias. Follow, subscribe, leave us a review, and let us know what you think about the podcast. So. Yeah, go find your white people.